Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 and I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm where they treat you like family. We are here and live on a Sunday night. This is kind of breaking walls, breaking barriers a little bit for us because normally we are not live on a Sunday night, but we thought we would go live and uh, a little cheers to everyone around the city of Memphis. It's a a beautiful night. watching a little football. And here with me, is Ryan. And if you're looking on YouTube, all you see is a a black (laughs) screen with a gray R and that is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? I am go mode, the dark. And uh, (laughs) that's why I am like this. No, I I, having some internet issues. If you uh, if you listen to us ever in the past, you know, that's a common theme for me. So I'm out in the car again. And uh, Figured you wouldn't want to see my, um, like I'm telling ghost stories. So figured it'd be better to be just a gray circle with an R in it instead of seeing me uh, like a ghost. It's a legit Blair Witch Project moment. Um, like I, I saw him when he turned it on. I was like, good God. All right, let's get you a blank screen with an R. <laughs> uh, I think that would help us all. Uh, but yeah, he's having technical difficulties. Uh, but I kind of like going live on a Sunday night. We're doing this anyway. Why not? This might be the our mode of action going forward. But uh, this is a chance for us to uh, record on Sunday night as we normally do. And then we usually put it out on Monday. So this will still come out uh, early for you Monday. Uh, but as of right now, if you are bored of watching the, the 49ers, and if you're bored of watching Jimmy G, and Ryan, I know you don't know this. This is brand new. Jimmy G just did the Brock Osweiler. Is it Brock Osweiler? Or no, Dan or Orlovsky? Whoever. When they go back, height, height, looking, looking, and they step out of bounds, um, and it's a touchback or safety, whatever. Yeah, safety. Um, that's literally what he just did. It's the, it's the funniest thing. But anyway. Um, all right. So let's get into it. You're probably bored of watching that. You're probably bored of listening to this so far. Uh, real quick with us. Um, and we just lost Ryan. If you are on the live feed, we did uh, just lose him. But um, we are actually going to media day uh, here with Grizz Lead and the Grizz 901 podcast. We're going to media day. We'll be there tomorrow. It's my first time. It's Ryan's first time. Um, and this has been a long plan of action for a long time. Like I know I just took over last year as the head of Grizz Lead. Well, 
finally, the hard work has paid off. Uh, and, and I just honestly want to say thank you to all of our fans that are out there listening because uh, a lot of it is because of how well this podcast did just this past year when it was just me and I was doing roughly um, maybe 30 listens an episode on the podcast and now it's just completely blown up. Um, and so thanks to the fans of the city of Memphis, but we're going to have a lot of good info uh, for you on Monday. Uh, but today it's going to be a quick podcast, 20, 25 minutes. I've already spoken for five. We haven't talked about anything. So let's go ahead and get into our first topic. And I think Ryan, you're back with us. Yeah, I don't even yes. know what happened to begin with. <laughs> yep, uh, just just let Jesus take the will. All right, let's go into the first question. This is the main topic that we're going to hit on tonight. Questions going into training camp. Training camp starts on the 27th, which is Tuesday this week. If you're hearing this Sunday night, if you're hearing this on Monday, they are going into training camp live on Tuesday. Ryan, we have a chance to ask questions on media day what questions do you have surrounding training camp for the Grizzlies right now? I want to know who the top eight guys are. Mm. Uh, I'm most interested by the rotation. I know that um, Grizzlies fans were excited this afternoon with Triple J posting some cryptic, you know, post about, hey, I'll be back, you know, maybe sooner than what everyone expected. Yeah. Um but I'm sure we still expect him, him to not be there for the start of the season. Um, but I know that got everybody excited about it. So I'm interested to see who's the top eight guys if we're expecting Triple J not be there for a little while, maybe less than normally than originally expected. But I just want to know who that rotation is. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the questions to him honestly will be? Do you think somebody's just going to say, hey, how long are you plan on being out for? Like, that's got to be a question, right? Yeah, I think that's going to be the number one question is going to ask, what's your timetable? You know, yeah. everybody was saying, what, January at first? And now he's posting all this stuff. It's like, obviously, that's what everybody's going to want to know. First thing first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there might be somebody asking him about his rap album, but that's probably not going to be priority number one. <laughs> So that might be that, you know, if we get further into the uh, interview tomorrow, maybe that'll be a question that will be asked. But yeah, topic number one for Jaron is going to be when are you coming back? Yeah, I like that. Um, so if you're joining us live, uh, this is going to be a short uh, episode, but uh, let's go ahead and get into mine. And this is going to be my funny one, right? And I don't know how in the world I want to say it just yet. But I want to bring it up somehow, some way. And you know what? You're coming over. We're going to ride in together uh, tomorrow to it. I'm hoping that we can actually bounce some ideas uh, off of each other before we go into uh, the media sessions. But um, I want to ask Ja one question. Does he have that fire in his eye? <laughs> do you think he'll remember you? That's what you should do first. You're like, hey, do you remember me? <laughs> you have no clue who I am. Um, I thought about even asking, have you ever been triggered by a hotel salesman? <laughs> uh, How do you feel I, I, about Drury hotel chain? Yeah, I think it'd be funny. I, I do want to somehow get to it. I, I like I know we won't have a chance. And usually with these media sessions, you don't have many people like the star players. It's tough because you have all these high level high-ranking people that are in uh, Memphis that are asking the questions. But 
I think we're gonna have a chance with some younger, you know, talent, uh, some of the younger players. Uh, but I do believe that there is a chance that we might have a question for one of the the top players. And so it's all depending on uh, when do you shoot your shot? Um, are you going to be funny? Or are you, are you going to be the the guy who's a little obnoxious? I do not want to be like that. Um, so it's a, like a fine line. But uh, I do want to ask him somehow, some way, um, if he has that fire in his eye. I think that would actually trigger a little bit, uh, potentially. If not, I would look like a complete idiot. And that's okay. Um, I'm down with that. All right, let's go to you. Next question. Yeah, I, so I'm more on the nerdy side. Like I'm more interested to hear from Kleiman and Jenkins because what, what I kind of want to ask Jenkins is which does he, which of these two options does he think is more important this year? Is it in game management? Um, or is it, block of regular ski season games management with health, like the three and four days, the four and seven days, like which mm. does he think is more important to this season, whether it just game to game in game stuff to get the win and whatever, or is it a prioritization on general health of the players moving through the season? You know, because with Ja, I mean, if Ja says he wants to play, Typically, he plays, right? They haven't right. made a hard line with him on saying, look, dude, you strained your hip like two days ago. Maybe we should take a break. If he says he's good, they're playing him. Right. And you just can't have that approach. I mean, it snake bit the Suns last year. You can just ask him about that. Now the Suns have changed their approach completely. That's why you're seeing their Vegas over-under drop by 13 games is because they've come out and said, look, we pushed for regular season games that we shouldn't have. We should have prior prioritized rest. Um, and it bit them in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs after making the finals the previous year. They're just dead tired. So I think I'm interested to see if how Taylor responds to that if we get to ask the question. Um, I, I'm just curious to I'm curious to the management of games this year without having what we I think expect to be a much less um, dependable rotation of nine to 10 guys, right? Yeah. Like without DeAnthony Melton, Kyle Anderson, like we're relying on rookies now, which could lead to um, you have to play jaw and those guys 35 minutes during the reg during stretches of the regular season, just to stay afloat in the Western conference, which is going to be a bloodbath. So I'm interested by, what he thinks the prioritization is. And of course the scapegoat question is, he's just going to be like, or scapegoat answer is he's just going to be like, well, they're both important, which they are, but I'm curious to see if he has one or the other that he thinks is more important for this year. Yeah. I think that's a great question. Um, so props to you on that. And I hope you get a chance to ask that tomorrow, but um, I think he's going to dance. I think, I think you're going to see coach Jenkins dance on that question uh, because it, that's a question that you can go either way. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer, but uh, I'm curious to see maybe the thought, you know, provoke, you know, from them is, you know, yeah, hey, we actually do think that we need to cut back on some game minutes here and there, but also look at the schedule and see, is there a chance we can give jaw rest or give somebody else a rest, you know, especially some of these rookies, they're going to hit walls. Uh, so I'm curious how it goes uh, completely. Um so Black Lives Matter just just asked, did you guys see uh, the Jaren post? So 
Uh, yeah, we actually did. But thank you for hanging out. Um, uh, Ryan hit on that a little bit early on. Uh, and that was pretty much, uh, honestly, it could be that he's he's hinting at he's coming back a little bit early, potentially. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about is, is him being out. I, I think it is a two-month deal. So let's talk about all of October, all of November. At that point, we're fair game, right? He can come back at any time, but thankfully we have a chance to bring, you know, a guy back at the moment that he's completely healthy. Okay. I know that isn't always where we could actually do that, but if the Grizzlies allow themselves to just go, what, 500, two, three games over 500 around the, around entering into December, Ryan, to you, is that a, is that a win going into December if they two games above 500? No, they need to start out hotter than that because December and January are rough. Okay. So I think if they start out hot, now I know the schedule's kind of against them for the first eight to nine games. I mean, six or seven of them on the road for the first nine or whatever it is. Um, But they're easier teams, right? Like it's two times against the Jazz who have, they've declared themselves officially number one in the race for (laughs) Wimbayama, right? Next draft. So there's very winnable games. It's just the schedule of it Um, starting on the road. And we were a good road team last year. So if Jaron can come back by December, I think that's a huge win because it gets a lot more difficult with the teams and we're going to need him right for his defense. Um, so I think that we need to start hot and have a really solid record heading into December. And even if he does come back earlier than that, the earlier, the better. I mean, I'm not a person that will rush someone back for a regular season just to win 50, 52 games. Like, I don't think it's worth it for that. Um, but if he's good and ready to go and the team doctors sign off on it, I don't see why he can't jump back in right away. But I'm yeah. certainly not rushing anything. No. Um, but I think they've got to be multi. I, I, I mean, I would have to look at the schedule again to see the number of games it would be before December. Um, but the past two years, I mean, we've started, you know, 10 and 10, 11 yeah, and 12. Terrible. Like that's that's kind of how we started the past two years. So that's why I think it's important for us to start faster which kind of leads into the next question that I was going to ask Taylor Jenkins on if there was going, you know, tomorrow with media, if we get more than one question being the new guys on the block. Um, Hey, real quick. They did start nine and 10 last year. I think that was when jaw went out. Uh, DC hopped in and uh, told us, uh, shout out DC, man. Uh, One of our grizzly guys, but um, yeah, I think they were, Nine and ten, and then I think that's when the the injury happened, and then they flipped it. Um, it's crazy, but go ahead. What, yeah. What's your next question for Coach Jenkins? Yeah, well, to stay on the record thing, what is interesting is I believe the past two years, the first two months have been about five hundred, and then typically the December January is when they jump off the twelve and fours or whatever in those months, and that's where they made those runs, and they made a big run last year right after the All Star break. You really, if you look at their NBA.com stats per month, they're an even team, 
you know, an average team. And then as soon as they hit December, they hit their groove, which is kind of weird. It kind of coincided with Ja going out. Um, right. But even when Ja come back, you look at the numbers. I mean, the offense goes through a roof. So I, I just think it's important to start hot early this year and to not have that lull because I, I'm telling you, the schedule is a lot more difficult and the road trips are much more difficult back to back in December and January than I believe they were last year. So that was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask Jenkins is how important is it to him to start out hot? Like, is he going to rely more on the guys that he knows for the first eight to 10 games over what we've seen from them, the versatility and the depth of their bench and the rotation? Um, so that's what I'm kind of curious to see if he has an answer for that or yeah. if it's going to kind of be like, well, we'll work guys in and, we'll see what we have after the first month or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, DC just said the younger are like a veteran baseball team. They peak late. Um, I saw that firsthand experience with my, uh, Atlanta Braves last year, the ultimate kind of pretty much should have sold at the trade deadline and then all of a sudden turned it around and ended up winning a world series. But, um, the Grizzlies, 21 games total October, November, 7 in October, 14 in November. Um, it, it's obviously it's a, it's a little skewed on the home and away, but honestly, it was, it's two games in, uh, in a Utah. So let's just say it's pretty, pretty even. So if the Grizzlies are 11 and 10 going into December 1st, and let's just kind of let's agree on December 1st. OK, if he comes back in November, great. OK, I'm fine with that. Let's agree on December 1st. It's an easy way out. Uh, that way, you know, because we actually don't know. And if the Grizzlies training staff actually says that Jaron is healthy, then I believe Jaron was healthy two weeks ago. Like, that's normally how it is with him so or, or just them in general with any kind of injury. So let's say it's 21 games. They're, if they're 11 and 10, it's not terrible, but it's obviously not good. But realistically, all right, they, they don't have the toughest of schedules early on. But what are we talking about? Like, is it going to be like three games above 500? Like, do, are we expecting this young team to just jump out of nowhere and, and be five or six games above 500 going into December 1st? I do. I, I mean, wow. I think I think 15 and six is... I mean, 15 and six. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I think 13 and eight Ooh. is fine. Um, I just don't want to be sitting around 500 heading into December, uh, especially once you get to the mid month to the end of the year. We've already talked about that on previous podcasts with, you know, the th three lead up games to Christmas Day against the Warriors. Um, and then you fall out right after that with the Suns. I just, I don't want to hover around 500 expecting to have a good December to propel me into the next year. Yeah. December's um, tough. So 13 and eight is fine with me. Okay. I, I mean, I think 15 and six is very believable. Um, especially having the Brooklyn paper tigers early. You have no idea. Right. Um, right. It's just like, there's one trap game against the Mavs in the first week off of back to back. Like, the Blazers, the new look Blazers, like what are they going to look like? They'll probably take time to gel. Dame coming back. Um, I just think it's a favorable start, even though it's on the road. 
and we were a good road team last year. But there is questions about what does this team look like defensively without Triple J, and they don't have, you know, the 10 guys that they could kind of go to and play that would actually play defense. So relying on young guys early, that's kind of the catch-22 of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, Black Lives Matter just asked um, – he mainly asked me, so I'll just call myself out. Why are you so scared to believe in the team? Uh, LOL. And then he mainly went to entire, you know, the, the Grizzlies fans, which I agree. And I'll tell you why. Why are Grizz fans so, you know, scared to be good? Listen, I am not scared to be good, okay? And I am nowhere near not believing in this team. I will, I will cheer. I will yell. I will follow this team. Uh, everybody knows my belief in this team. I look at this from a pessimistic view when I'm diagnosing them kind of early on. Um, as we get through the season, middle of the year, I'm thinking we can beat anybody at this point. Like, we're the best team. Like, we have a chance to really win a, ch- a championship. But early on, I, I do. I, I take a step back because, I, like, I know that we are good, but we just lost two guys that we depended on last year in Melton and Kyle Anderson. And then we now have Jaron, who was pretty much our best defensive player, definitely best defensive uh, kind of rim player. And so I just, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know if we have the depth. I don't know if the young guys that have to fill that role really can step in and learn early enough. I know we still have Ja, and I, I believe in Ja through and through. I think he is. Um, he's obviously shut me up before, right? We all know that, but, um, I do believe that this team, man, I think that they're, I think it's tough. Um, and so I, am I'm a little pessimistic. I I will, I will, I will own that part. Okay. And so, but that's just early on. Once we start playing just like, listen, I'm a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm too optimistic about them. (laughs) And we suck all the time. So I'm trying something different. Okay. Just give me a chance. Yeah. I, uh, I think I think that's why I want to ask Jenkins that question if I get the chance about starting hot early. Like, is that a priority or not? Um yeah. because if it is, then that probably means he's playing the top seven or eight guys more minutes regardless, right? Like you're not gonna get a 10 to 12 man rotation. Right. <laughs> you're gonna get seven or eight guys that he knows he can rely on and then he slowly works in, you know, Conchar or Laravia or, you know, Roddy. It, it just depends. I, that's what I'm not sure of is who, you know, with training camp is who's going to hit the ground running and is going to be playing right away. To me, I kind of expect for them to go heavier minutes early to get a good start um, and then kind of, you know, take off, you put on the brakes a little bit when it gets a little tougher in December and January. And not to say that they're just going to start nosediving games or anything like that, but they're going to, there's going to be more schedule planning on who's playing and who's not, right? Like, Jai against this team's 35 minutes tonight. He's 25, you know, on a back to back or 20 hmm. minutes, or he yeah. just rests completely. Um, that's why I'm kind of curious if they plan on starting faster and then 
put on the brakes in December when it gets more difficult, let Jaron kind of get, you know, through the kind of rust and feel more confident in the foot again. And then kind of in that mid-January, getting into all-star break, boom, we hit the gas again. Um, so that's what I'm kind of curious of, because every NBA team has a lull like that, right? Like, yeah. unless you're just one of those teams that win 60 games, like it just doesn't happen. But like I said before, the Suns have admitted it was a mistake to do that. So it's a bloodbath in the West this year. And so yeah. I, I, our teams, if you're going to make the playoffs in the West, are you going to have to have the pedal on the gas the entire season regardless? Because it's going to be so many teams fighting for eight spots, right? Um, I'm just curious how they're going to start that. So I could see them playing the top seven guys a lot more early, taking it off midseason, and then putting the foot back on the gas. Um, and maybe one of those rookies come along where they are plug and play like Zaire was playing those spot eight to 12 minutes, but that's yeah. to be seen. So is it, let me ask this question. And obviously we have, uh, some people in the chat as well. Um, and I'll ask you Ryan and I'll kind of see what they say as well, but I am like, naturally when I, when I play basketball, um, I, no matter if we're down 10 with five minutes to go, I'm still optimistic. Like I think we have a chance to win. Not a big deal. Um, like I, I think that there is an optimistic and usually I'm, I'm overly optimistic, but as part of the media, I guess we'll say, and I hate using that because I feel like we're, we're fans, we're smart basketball minds as well. But, but I, well, I but, go ahead. Debatable. <laughs> yeah, that is very debatable, but um generally we're smarter than stupid people so i'll call myself smart but um is it as somebody who you listen to with podcasting or people that cover the grizzlies whatever there's a fine line to walk is it too optimistic where you can't blame like players and you only see the good or is it too pessimistic where you where, where I honestly like you never give credit where credit's due. Like there's a fine middle that I, that I want to be in. Like I'm a little hesitant early on, but then after that, like I'm all in, um, but I don't want to be completely a homer. I want to, I want to take a step back and like see it for the game for what it is. So um, in, in the chat, let us know. Uh, and this is, you know, this is why I listen to us live, right? If you're listening to the podcast, uh, thank you, but then shame on you. No, uh, thank you for listening. But uh, but this is why I like you know being live is because I like to ask the question. Um, I just I want to talk about all the players and I want to be honest, but I also want to be a fan and just completely just go crazy when we're good and even when we're bad, but see the good and the bad. So I don't know what my actual question is, is but is there can you be a homer but also be realistic as well is it is is that where i feel like we walk a little bit is that okay um uh, <laughs> uh i don't really have a great answer for that because i think people in media try to not get too excited about something um because they don't want to be out on an island and then get destroyed for being on that island a lot. I'm okay on islands. Yeah, and see, I don't care. <laughs> You're right. Um, but they've got jobs to protect, and I'm not, you know, a paid media person. So 
True. Like we could go in there tomorrow, ask a question that pisses off the public, the PR guy and never seen from again, you know, which which is probably what's going to happen. Let's just be completely honest. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a lot of people media, I mean, not saying that they're just trying to keep their jobs, but I think there's some of them that ask questions or write articles to keep their jobs Mm. um, instead of finding out either what's really going on or have a strong stance against something that's going on within a franchise. I'm not saying that's a Memphis thing, just a general media thing. So I think it's tough. It's hard to toe the line, right? Yeah. Um, Because now with media, I mean, people are moving all over the place. So Mm -hmm. you want to show that you're multifaceted, it seems like, because just like what Megan Triplett just got hired by the Nets or whatever. Right. Like you, you, like you can be a fan of the Grizzlies, but you got to show that you have these other sides to you. So yeah. maybe that's part of, they just don't want to dive all in on one thing because they're trying to showcase all these different skills and abilities they have. I, yeah. and I don't know, not as a professional, I, I'm not in that circle, so I don't know how they think, but that's just an assumption from looking on the outside, looking in. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and when I tell you my opinion, okay, and I know Ryan, you're the same way. We're very much straight shooters. We don't, we don't care. I, I, you are, you're definitely more out on the island on certain subjects and topics than I am. Uh, probably because of where you live, you're out on an effing island out there as well. <laughs> um, but I am more the guy who sees stuff and I see everything. Um, but what is DNVR show? Uh, Black Lives Matter. Sorry. He wants, he would love the Grizzly. I want to become version of DNVR. Um, so yeah, I'm down. I'm listen, I'm down. Um, but, um, I am more on the, the person who's, I see something, I believe in something. And I stick to that lane. A lot of times I'm a Homer majority of the time. And sometimes I'm not very much. I am pessimistic about some things because I want to see, um, I want to see exactly, what this team is made of before I can, I give judgment if that makes sense. So you might hear some pessimism out of me early on um, because I am more the guy like, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see it on the court on paper. It, everything looks the same. Right. Um, and so I, that's how I usually am. Uh, but yeah, I'm down um, to be honest and objective. And I think that's the only way to be is ourselves. Screw, screw trying to, be nice to people. And obviously we're going to be nice, but uh, we want to prove people um, that we know what we're talking about, but too, we, we stand on what we believe in. And so why we got off on this, I don't know, but I do want to get back to one thing real quick. Uh, let me f- see if I can find it in the chat real quick. It's about Jay Crowder. And um, I know we have talked a little bit. Uh, and so Ian, who is a uh, guy with Grizzly as well, Really quick question if you have time. Thoughts on Jay Crowder back to Memphis? We talked about it with um, Nathan uh, this past Thursday. So let me get your stance on this, and we'll go into it. We are already 10 minutes over as long as I want to be on here. Um, <laughs> let's, end the, let's end it on this question. Uh, go ahead with this on Jay Crowder. What you got? I Jay Crowder's fine. Um He's what, 31, 32? Two, 32. And 10 million a year. 
I don't know how much you want to look at the fatigue factor of what he was doing in the playoffs, but there's a reason why the Suns don't want him back. Um, he was borderline useless in the Pelican series, and he basically disappeared in the Maverick series. Yeah. Um, his three-point shooting just fe- completely fell off a cliff. Yeah. So I get it because of the toughness, the veteran leadership, Jaw likes him, right? Like he was yeah. kind of helpful in the growth of them. Yeah, him and Solo. Um, to where they are now with like the mentality, I think he's probably a big part of that. But to me, it's just we've kind of outgrown him. And I don't really see where he's additive to this team unless it's just for, you know, if things are falling apart early, right? Like the rookies are just not coming along. Zaire has not progressed to where we think he should be as a rotational piece. Like if it really is about, we've got to have big 15 to 18 minutes from John Conchar, then yeah, probably we should take a stab at Jay Crowder. Um, (laughs) But I, I'm not looking to him to be a big minutes getter if we were to bring him back into the fold. Right. And I think Jay Crowder, I think Jay Crowder is a guy who will want to play. I mean, he yeah. even came out with a hype video today, which was I was not expecting to see a Jay Crowder hype video today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't think I think we've just outgrown him a little bit and not to be I, I think we already have a redundant player in Danny Green on the team with him already. Yeah. So I don't need two Danny oh. Greens. Um yeah, but if 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 things just go wrong and you've got cluster injuries again and you just need the body, I understand. But to me, he's just—I'm not excited to. Like, I don't think adding him puts us. Oh yeah, we're back to the plus fifty win level, and we're right. going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, like the Suns, the one seed past two years made the finals the previous year with him are like, okay, we're done. Um, and you know, I just. I like reading into that stuff when a team that's a contender like that is just like he was a huge, probably a big part of why we struggled in the playoffs. Hmm. Thanks for all you've done for us. Go find something else. We mutually agree that you should not come into training camp. That's usually a red flag to me. Now that doesn't mean that he can't contribute for other people in roles. Um, And he certainly could contribute a little bit for us, but I'm just not super interested in going out of my way to go get him. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you on some, some like packages that would have to bring him because you have to actually bring him in via trade. Um, But let me just tell you one thing. All right. There's nothing that scares me more than a pissed off mom. Right. That's like, I think that's understood universal language, but, (laughs) but in NBA talk, there's nothing that I like better as someone, a player who's out to prove another organization, whether it's, you know, this instance and what's happening, a guy who is on looking for, you know, to make more money because he's on an expiring deal. This is the last year of his deal. That's two things that a veteran, pissed off veteran, a guy who is ready to make more money. He's, he's been told that literally like, hey, we just don't want you anymore. This is probably the first time Jay Crowder is being told that. Like, this is maybe a chance that you get somebody to kind of flip 
and say, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm going to play and be an asset to a franchise. And so I really like that. Um, I think that's potential. And maybe that is really uh, the guy you end up getting as somebody who's out to prove everyone wrong. But let me ask you the trade packages real quick. Hold on, hold on. Before you keep going, I do want to say, <laughs> I mean, this is what, his eighth NBA team? <laughs> right. Six, well, maybe six or seven, real realistic. Yeah. So it it's just Jay Crowder's stick runs its course over two or three seasons mm. like that's just his career yeah um not saying he could have another two or three years but he's on the wrong side of 30 as a role player whose three-point shooting just completely fell off a cliff when it got difficult in the playoffs and okay i'm just not interested um and sure he can help people from a certain standpoint but i just i'm not interested in the player right now and sorry question all right let's get to it and we'll end the show on this one um uh, these, these are a few packages i have in mind um and we'll start with the craziest one in my opinion dylan brooks for jay crowder and a second round pick no <laughs> what if, what if you included a first round instead of a second round would you still do it for next year first round or a future first uh, Probably future. You probably got to go to 2027. Uh, you could talk me into that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chad's like, no, nah, no way. <laughs> um, all right. So I, w- I, I would love to have Suns futures picks. I wouldn't okay. want a first for next year. So if it was next year, you're like, hey, no, because no. they're still going to be good. Yeah, okay. because it's going to be in the mid to late 20s. Right. But if it's like three years from now, I'm interested. Okay. Uh, what about Danny Green and a second for Jake Crowder? Just straight up include a second from the Grizzlies. Uh, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know why it can't just be Danny for Jay straight up. But <laughs> Well, because Danny's injured. So you're, you're pretty much – because Danny can't play Uh-oh. until February. Like right around the trade deadline is when he should be coming back as a player just from his injury, his timetable. Um, I don't know. So that's my, that's my uh, question on that one. But I think that, um, I think that there is a chance that you'd maybe do send out Danny Green because they have enough young players in the Phoenix that might be able to, you know, figure out some, some time, um, some, you know, I guess playing time in general where you play these young players because it's time you play them and you sit Danny Green when he's back healthy. Maybe that's who they're looking for to give him a boost during the playoffs. Um, I don't think he. I don't think Danny Green can be that anymore. I think. He, I think he's way past his prime. I think he's way past playable in general. And that's probably mm. a hard stance, but I don't. I don't think he's good as an NBA player anymore. I really don't. Yeah. Especially coming <laughs> off an injury. No. Yeah, I. I mean, Danny Green is basically the signal for the 76ers sucking. If he went out, they lost, which is kind of <laughs> sad to say about the 76ers. Um, but yeah. back-to-back playoffs, I mean, we thought they were going deep in the playoffs and Danny Green got injured and was out and the 76ers immediately tanked. Right. Um, anything else you have on, uh, Grizz, uh, kind of the media day, any questions going into training camp? No, I'm just interested to get in the building, experience it for the first time, you know, meet all the people, make some connections and, uh, hopefully not piss anybody off and be welcome back again. <laughs> That's the goal. Um, another goal, 
It's making sure you have insurance. Look at that transition. Uh, if you have a chance, go check out our our sponsor of this uh, beautiful podcast that we call Grizz901. It's Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, you can contact them at 901-459-4227. Uh, you can even get a free quote uh, on a website just at Zach, Z-A-C-H, insuresmemphis.com. Zach has been my insurance agent. Uh, for a long time. I tried to count last episode. I don't even think I know or remembered when in the world he actually became my agent, but um, <laughs> it was, it, he's honestly, he's a guy that I trust. Um, and he's a guy that his team honestly is a, a they're a well-oiled machine. And I go to his office every now and then we just had lunch not too long ago. Um, and so it was good to catch up with him again. I hadn't seen him in a while, but uh, but Zach and his team always do a good job. And I promise you, tell them the Grizz 901 podcast sent you, and they will make sure you get a very good quote. So if you don't have insurance, whether it's life, automobile, if you need to put insurance on your boat, go put insurance on your boat. Why not? Ryan's probably got a boat. He lives out in like <laughs> the sticks. And that if you move out there, you have a cheap house, you can buy a nice boat. And that isn't that how it is? <laughs> that was the strategy, yes. <laughs> just just we didn't we didn't buy the boat yeah. all right <laughs> the boat's yet to uh, arrive yeah no boat uh yeah that's all we have um i'm excited about tomorrow tomorrow should be a lot of fun uh i am um i'm jacked up but you know what else is jacked up uh my passenger rear rotor and so i'll be uh here in about uh <laughs> what is it eight hours i'll be at the local Sunrise Collierville. Don't come find me. Uh, if you want to bring me breakfast, you can. But I will be out there trying to get uh, my truck worked on before we have to go to Grizz Media Day. Uh, but besides that, this has been amazing. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm jacked up. If you're hearing this on Monday, make sure you tune in. Uh, Ryan and I will be running Grizz Lead. I have no clue how much content we'll be able to put out throughout the day. Uh, but the plan is to put out any kind of quotes or anything good that we hear uh, from the players or coaches or whatever, uh, put those out to you. That way you have them uh, in between uh, when we transition between players. So uh, make sure you tune in. We're going to be live as much as we possibly can, uh, not live on the podcast, but just live on uh, Twitter, giving you any kind of information that we come across while we're there on media day. Ryan. That's all we have. Thank you for in the uh, in the chat for hanging out with us. It's been a blast, Ryan. Thanks for joining me today. Be nice and tell your friends.